Welcome to the Finding a Job podcast, a Ben J. Schaap LLC production. In this podcast, we share the stories of world-class business leaders as they discuss their professional journeys, job search strategies, and tactics that have led them to career success. If you're looking to find a fulfilling, well-paying career path, this podcast will unearth the tools and tips you need to expedite your learning curve and avoid common roadblocks that face people entering the working world. Now here's the host of the Finding a Job podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the Finding a Job podcast. Today we're going to talk to a co-founder of an executive recruiting firm. Melissa Bazin is a partner and executive recruiter at iQuest Partners, which is a recruiting firm focused on ad tech, MarTech, and emerging media platforms. And today, Melissa is going to talk to us about what's happening in the ad tech and MarTech space and what you need to do to find work there. Okay, here's my conversation with Melissa Bazin, partner and executive recruiter at iQuest Partners. Melissa, welcome to the Finding a Job podcast. Thank you. Very excited to have you on here. This is a conversation that's near and dear to my heart. Career-wise, I have a marketing background. I'm the host of the MarTech podcast, worked in marketing and ad tech for a long time. And there's a lot of people and a lot of interest in the area. But first off, let's start talking about you. Tell us a little bit about your career background. How did you get into executive recruiting? And was this something you started with right out of college or something you worked your way into? I have been recruiting now for about 13 years, and it's actually something I fell into. I studied advertising. I always thought I would end up at a large advertising agency. I interned at an agency in college, and following my graduation, I interviewed with a recruitment firm, and they ended up recruiting me. It seemed to just be a natural fit for my personality, and it was a focus on advertising and marketing, and I had the opportunity to meet a lot of interesting people, work with a number of companies in the advertising space, and fast forward 13 years, and here I am. So I have to ask, you you must have done something special in that first interview where the recruitment firm starts recruiting you instead of trying to use you to fill one of the jobs that they have. That's taking dollars out of their pocket by not filling a role. What did you do in the first interview that got you in so well with the recruiting firm? That's funny. I don't think they were too happy when I actually turned down an offer that they got for me. But hopefully I made them some money along the way as being a recruiter for them. I think I was just ambitious. I was hungry. I was proactive in my approach, reaching out to them and doing my research and I was someone who wanted to be in more of a startup environment and kind of build my own book of business and pave my own path. So when I was leaving college, one of the things that attracted me to my first job out of college, which I've talked about a fair amount, was a terrible job. I was working basically selling water coolers door to door for a multi-level marketing company because I wanted to be entrepreneurial. I wanted to carve my own path. I wanted to build my own business. And while I learned a lot from that experience, wasn't necessarily the best career move. You went into executive recruiting and you're focused on an entrepreneurial venture as well. Talk to me about some of the lessons that you learned from going out and basically running an almost an independent business or building your business from square one. What made you successful at that? I think a couple of things. I think number one, I was very well researched. I always made sure to 
do my own research, find the right people, learn about different companies, know or pretend to know what I was talking about as I was contacting people. With that, I wasn't afraid to reach out and contact people who might reject me, but at least I was able to get myself out there and make introductions and form relationships. May it be with an HR person or a chief revenue officer. I was putting myself out there. I was getting in front of the right people and I wasn't afraid to be turned down. And then the third, I was persistent and consistent. I didn't give up. I found different ways to get in touch with people. I found ways to get them to respond to me. And I didn't stop until I got a response from them. I think that's one of the things that I learned from working in sales out of college was, A, it requires persistence. And B, you have to have a thick skin and you can't fear rejection, right? You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Talk to me a little bit about what makes a good executive recruiter and what are some of the skills that you've developed as you've matured in your career that's helped you be so successful? I think I've learned to be very honest and transparent. When I'm talking to someone, whether it be a company or whether it be a candidate, I'm not afraid to be pretty direct and pretty blunt. If a company is telling me they're looking for something that I know doesn't exist, I have no problem letting them know that this is going to be a challenge and help advise them in the kind of profile that they're really looking to hire for and how to hire the best person for that. With the candidates, if they have unrealistic expectations, I'm honest with them about what they should be looking for. If they have questions on, you know, interviews or how to prepare or what they should be doing more or feedback from a company, I'm also giving them pretty honest feedback. And I have been able to create lasting relationships both with clients and candidates over the years because I am someone they can trust and I have integrity. I think that's an important lesson. And, you know, I'll use the unicorn metaphor. Often people are looking for a unicorn when they're hiring. And in reality, unicorns don't exist. You really have to pick between a horse and a goat. And it depends whether you want something you can ride on or something that has horns. Understanding and being honest and describing people the real scenario of what they're looking for as opposed to the perfect scenario is an important asset and something that is really valuable and also something that takes a lot of maturity, understanding of the landscape. You decided to specialize as you've gone on as an executive recruiter, and now you're focused on ad tech and martech and emerging media experiences For the people that are listening that aren't exactly sure what that is, tell us what the ad tech, martech, and emerging media spaces are to you. So to me, it could be a mobile company specializing in location-based targeting. It could be a programmatic company. It could be a streaming video service. It could be a video advertising platform. It could be a data management platform or a data service provider, an ad server, a dynamic creative company. There's a lot of companies in that realm for ad technology. And similarly, for marketing technology, it could be a content creation platform or a marketing automation platform. Emerging platforms on the media side could be similar in the mobile video search display programmatic realm. Yeah, I think the key takeaway here is that when you hear 
ad tech, that's advertising technology, right? All of the data that goes into serving an advertisement, something that's a promotional vehicle. When you hear the term MarTech, that is the marketing technology that helps a business understand what their data means and helps put together the communication that comes out of understanding who your customers are. And then the emerging media and digital marketing, those are some of the platforms like social media platforms and video advertising platforms that are popping up left and right. So you work in this marketing-centric space. Talk to me about who is successful and what are some of the skills that entry-level job seekers need to crack into the ad tech, martech, and digital media space. In terms of the skills that candidates need, depending if they're looking for marketing or sales or business development or account management, I think similar if they have experience with data, analytics, any form of digital media, whether it be search engine marketing, search engine optimization, display, mobile, video, social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Snapchat, um, TikTok, they're, they're popping up all over oh, the place. They're nonstop. I'd say experience working directly with clients. There's just so many different areas to cover for skills based on, I guess, the job function that you're looking for. But I'd say data analytics and knowledge of some sort of paid media is certainly attractive to hiring managers. So I think that's really important. What you mentioned is, A, marketing is becoming more of a data-driven and technology-driven medium. Right. This is not, okay, I'm going to create a couple of cute slogans and some really pretty pictures and call it an ad campaign. Marketing is becoming more sophisticated and has over the last 10 years because there's mobile phones, internet marketing. There's so much data that marketers are able to ingest and figure out how to optimize what they're doing to reach the right person at the right place at the right time with the right message. And so marketing as a function has changed over the last 10 years to be more data-driven and to be more technology-focused as opposed to creative. So you mentioned, you know, what are some of the skill sets you need to understand how to use data? This is figuring out how to use Excel, right? Uh, SQL is another programming language. SQL is huge. SQL is huge. There is, you know, what's your technical understanding? Can you code? Can you write HTML? creative? Do you know how to use Photoshop and other creative services? And then there's the business development side, which is client management and relationship building and sales and sort of the interpersonal relationship. All of those are skills that are relevant in the MarTech and AdTech space today. It is not just drinking a cocktail while creating a billboard slogan like you might see from you know a movie 30 years ago. Now, The question that I have is for entry-level job seekers, right, experience working in data, showing that you have technical capabilities is something that's really hard. What do you recommend entry-level job seekers do to break into the MarTech and ad tech industries? I'd say for entry-level, if there's courses that are being offered in school around data analytics, around coding, around different types of programming language, take advantage of it and learn it in school. If you have the opportunity to intern at companies that interest you in job functions that can expose you to the analytics, the tech side of things, I think it's going to give you a foundation for a job in this industry. 
You mentioned that there's a host of different skills and you can go and get an internship and, you know, like these are kind of basic blocking and tackling. But it seems to me that there are different skill sets for different job types within these industries, understanding that you need to have, you know, data and technical experience. And those are things that you can get through your courses and show proficiency with your extracurricular activities as well. Talking about the difference between some of the job functions that you're hiring for in ad tech and more tech. So if it's more of a marketing focused role, if you're involved in school with extracurricular activities, whether it be a sorority or a fraternity or a student foundation or any other on-campus organization, if you're growing their social media accounts, you're writing content for their Instagram handles, if you're posting to Facebook, if you're writing the blog, that's all very relevant experience that is looked at carefully and can differentiate you in the job market. If you're looking at a sales role and if you're in school making phone calls to get people to donate to your school, that's sales experience. If you're selling tickets to an event, that's sales. So anything that you can do that's showing you have built a skill set that's desirable to a hiring manager, whether it's from a previous job, internship, volunteer work, or extracurricular, is going to make you stand apart. And it's also going to show that you're someone who's a self-starter, you're driven, and you're motivated. For me, social media is one of the places where I see there being a lot of demand for younger marketers, maybe not always entry level, but I generally see that people that are working in social media, whether it's crafting the content, putting the growth strategy together, or doing the actual communication, that always ends up being someone relatively young because the channels change so fast and because the advertising platforms evolve so quickly. One feature that might work right now won't be working in six months from now. And so the experience you can gain in these platforms is less relevant. Do you find that you're seeing more entry-level or younger talent finding social media jobs as opposed to technical jobs or sales jobs in account management? No. And I say that because if they're social media jobs, if they have a focus on creating content and writing, There's usually other areas within that social job that will expand the experience, such as paid search marketing, or I mean, there's paid social, but I'd say the writing aspect and the creation and the ability to be a strong communicator are skills that are going to be transferable into other marketing roles outside of just social media. I guess my last question for you is, For the entry-level job seekers that are listening to this podcast who want to work in ad tech, advertising, who want to work in MarTech, marketing and technology, what are some of the things that you advise that they do to prepare themselves to get their resume? And what are the jobs that they should be looking for? So in terms of the jobs that they should be looking for, I would focus on roles that have coordinator or assistant or associate or analyst in the job titles. Those are typically more junior entry-level roles. And it translates to all job functions. In terms of getting your resume ready, I would say 
tailor it to the job that you're applying for. You're allowed to have multiple versions of your resume and you want it to stand out to the hiring manager as much as possible. And that's putting keywords on your resume that you're finding in these job descriptions, whether it be HTML experience or SQL or social media or programmatic or video or mobile. Put it on your resume if you have any knowledge of it because it's going to catch the attention of a hiring manager and they will contact you. I think that's great advice and it's very important to make sure that whatever job you're applying to, that you are specifically tailoring your resume, your cover letter to speak to the not only company, but to the specific role that you're applying for. Melissa, I appreciate you coming on and telling us a little bit about the ad tech and martech space. Like I said, it's near and dear to my heart. For anybody that's interested in working with iQuest partners, talk to us a little bit about you know, what you're doing and you know, are there entry-level roles that you're looking to fill? There are entry-level roles that we're looking to fill. If you are interested or want to learn more about the companies that we're working with, feel free to send us your resume or an email at search at iQuestPartners.com and we'd love to talk to you. Search at iQuestPartners.com. We'll put a link to that in the show notes. And that wraps up this episode of the Finding a Job podcast. Thanks to Melissa Basin for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about Melissa, you can click on the link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can visit her company's website, which is iQuestPartners.com, I-Q-U-E-S-T-P-A-R-T-N-E-R-S.com. Or you can send Melissa an email through search at iQuestPartners.com. Uh, A couple of links that I want to tell you about in our show notes. If I didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to fajpod.com, which stands for findingajobpod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. If you're a subscriber to the Finding a Job podcast, thanks for being a member of our community. We'd love to hear from you, so we created fajpod.com slash question, where you can send us your topic suggestions or your job search questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is FAJPod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, pretty much everywhere. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a regular stream of job search tips and tricks in your podcast feed, we publish episodes multiple times during the week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed soon. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to keep networking and stay positive.